Recovering Queen. The Queen Fan Podcast where we talk about and play the songs we love. With Jay, Matt and Ian. Welcome to Recovering Queen, the Queen podcast where we take a famous or not so famous Queen song and do a cover version of the famous or not so famous Queen song and then talk about what we've learned about the methods and the madness of the greatest band there's ever been of all time ever, Queen. My name's Ian, and with me, as ever, are Jay and Matt. Good evening, gentlemen. Ah, good evening. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Matt. And good evening, one and all, to our 50th episode. Unbelievable. Can you believe no, it? Nope. Oh. <laughs> no, I can't quite either. believe it. Yeah, no. <laughs> that means we started out as a casual conversation between friends to, to, to uh, something else entirely. Well, actually, actually, Damn. do we count the minisodes? That, well, I suppose it's not so round, round a number, is it? What's that, 54? Yeah, it'd be something like that. Yeah. And they, we're, but we don't generally do a cover version uh, in those, do we? So in the main canon, it is our 50th anniversary. So uh, that, That's like five albums of cover <laughs> versions we've done. <laughs> but we're, ca- we're, we're capping it, though, with a good one. Yeah, so yes, this, this, is the, this is the end of season three. Yes, and uh, listeners do bear with us because in order to carry on with season four, we're going to have to have a little short break after this one in order to spend our time doing more Queen covers because our powder hath runneth dry and uh, we need to top up the powder. powder. uh, I was thinking, what does this store powder in? I've known the barrel. Keg, keg, keg. Yeah, a keg. Um, So we're going to have a short break whilst we do... um, some of your suggestions that you kindly sent in this week. So some excellent suggestions there and some not so excellent suggestions as well. So, um, <laughs> But of course we'll we will sure be doing them all. That. How, how <laughs> can it not be an excellent suggestion? Surely all of the suggestions have been Queen songs. No. <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah, no, the, no. The, 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 there's some that weren't actually Queen songs well, that, and then well, the, the, there were yeah, some that show. weren't that, that perhaps questionable whether they are part of the canon as well. Mm. Maybe they were too too late. And uh, well, we got cannons, kind of powder, stuff. and kegs. It can only yeah. be Radio do? Gaga. That classic warship song. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So that was our, our, our seamless link into Radio Gaga. Oh, I just couldn't see the link, Jay, but you got it. You nailed ah, ahoy, it. Ahoy, ahoy. <laughs> the uh, pirate classic Radio Gaga uh, we are doing tonight. Mm. Off of the works. The Roger Taylor uh, track, classic. I know what people are going to be thinking. They're going to be thinking, uh, why aren't we doing one off Hot Space? Because mm, we have really been smashing Hot Space. It's going to be a yes, while, indeed. isn't it, before we do another Hot Space, I reckon. I suppose it is. Apologies to uh, to listeners that we're not doing one off of uh, Hot Space tonight, but uh, one off the The nearest work, we could so get to it. Almost. Almost, yeah. It may, in fact, we never know. Roger may have even started writing this during the Hot Space era. Well, he wrote, he wrote this in 1983 in LA, I believe. Well, tell us a little bit about that story, Jay. Seems like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So back in 1983, the drummer out of Queen, Roger Taylor, wrote uh, Radio Gaga in Los Angeles. (laughs) You kind of have already told us that bit. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I told oh, okay. you, that was the longer version but, uh, but, of it. Okay, so let me... <laughs> so... No, it's worth hearing twice, though, isn't it? It is worth it. I mean, like, that is excellent, Jay. That okay, how did he come up with the Radio Gaga? Because let's face it, everyone knows everyone knows this story. Yeah, everybody does know. It's Radio Kaka, isn't it? From his... What was it's it? His, his, son. his son or his, his son. daughter. It was... Uh, Rufus? Th- Three-year-old. Uh, yeah. And... Um, yeah, Rufus was like analysing the the what was going on in commercial radio because he was quite advanced, wasn't he? Um, and and Rufus was not very happy about it. Uh, that was yeah. my my take yeah, on yeah. it. In this day and age, you'd get half the song, wouldn't he, with uh, mm. contributing the title and uh, you know maybe the the main lyric. He'd uh, definitely be negotiate, change a word, get a third, but, and all that kind so of stuff. So everybody knows the story. But what I want to know is: is this a, a an anti? Uh, radio song. So radio at this point is starting to become more commercialised and presumably that means it's less than great because you're listening to loads of adverts. Uh, and also you're being bought out, aren't you? So, uh, you know, people have uh, opinions which you're uh, you paid, you know, paid to give. So is it an anti-corporate radio song or is it a song uh, to say that... TV is taking over the medium, um, and Roger's such an old-fashioned, uh, old-fashioned maybe not the right mm. word. He's a muse, though, isn't he? He's a, he's a total musician, and he wants to just hear the music, like I do, actually. I, I don't need to see the visuals. The visuals are all well and good, and they're all fun, and obviously in this day and age, we're, we're well used to seeing them. But but yeah, is it is it a TV thing taking over or is it an anti-radio corporation? That, that Those are the two things that I wasn't sure about. Right. This is in part of Roger's nostalgia collection, along with um, Drowse. I guess that's the first one he did, the nostalgia ones. These are the days of our lives as well, very famously. And this is firmly in his nostalgia camp. So I read this as um, lamenting radio becoming less popular. Yeah. Because of T because ah. of TV. Fantastic lyrics. I've I'd barely given them a second glance until um, doing this cover. But they are they are really, really strong lyrics. Probably in well, in, in my mind, they're they're up there with his best, maybe his mm. best lyrics actually. Uh, mm. They are they are his best lyrics. They're the only ones that don't have a sort of squeamingly bad lyric in them. I, I yeah. a, a lot of the time, Roger tries really hard to write meaningful lyrics, and then it, it's kind of sometimes you go, <laughs> particularly on his last but, single. <laughs> but we'll get to Outsider on a minisode soon, I'm sure. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, no, I think that I think the lyrics are great, and 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 he sort of does cheeky little paraphrasing of Winston Churchill and stuff like that, and. And so that you know, so it's got it, it has nostalgia. That, that's weird because did, did Roger through, do action it? this day, action this night? Well, because that yep. was a very yeah. famous Churchill. Yep. Uh, well, not lyric because he didn't do that many songs, uh, but he used to put action this yeah. day on every every time he'd send out a memo just to make sure that it got done. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe he's a mm. Churchill fan. But the interesting thing with the, for me with the lyrics was that he took them to the band. And the band said that they weren't good enough. Mm. What, as as we know them, or is uh, are we seeing the draft? We're following? seeing the final version. The band because it yeah. was you know uh, the the original intention was very much maligning radio. Um, the band said we don't like it. Radio Kaka actually was the original title. Um, can you can you adapt the lyrics, please? 
And so we went away and, and made the song into a very upbeat, positive song, more in keeping with, yeah, celebratory of radio and, you know, his teenage friend and so on. Mm. But I thought that was fascinating. I'd never heard that before, um, that, that you'd come in with. I mean, they must have thought, oh, my God, this is such a fantastic song. You, you, you need to just... Mm. And also, I'm thinking that if you're a band, can you really go around saying, oh, radio's gone downhill, don't like radio anymore, when they're your main outlet to sell your records and keep your career going? So I, I, I wonder also if there was a bit of pushback from the record company, but certainly from the band there was, and, and, and he, he adapted it and made it into a much more upbeat, positive song. Well, yeah, the thing that I found out earlier today was that John Deacon wrote the bass line it, it it's like a it's, it's which is quite unusual isn't it for roger is one of those he's a bit of a control freak isn't he normally, normally roger yeah, yeah. on his tracks mm. that he plays everything uh but john deacon basically it seems like roger taylor went skiing <laughs> and uh and uh john deacon and freddie finished the track off for well, him it is a very curious bass line because you've obviously got the synth bass that could carry the mm -hmm. whole song but then you've got the additional what John Deacon's doing and it is all over the place as it often is with oh. Deakey but this one I, I think this is it's absolutely incredible amazing bass playing he's he's you know playing the root note sometimes and he's playing it highly rhythmically sometimes other times he's just holding notes and then he's up the fretboard doing all these lovely little runs and everything is I guess that probably because of the um the arpeggio bass it probably gives him a bit more freedom to to, to do that to play around with the bass it's funny, actually. I was talking to my mate Sandy, who's one who was One Direction's bass player, and he was, and we, and I sort of saying about John Deacon. It was just when I was doing um, Long Away, and I was just saying what a ridiculous bass line it was. He goes, "He's the most underrated bass player," and he says, "Just listen to Radio Gaga; it's insane." <laughs> and it is. There's so many insane bits of bass playing yeah, on yeah. that, on all the, all way, the way through. through. It's very yeah. subtle, and it, and I think it's Fred Mandel who plays the synth part. So it's a, it's it's on a Jupiter, I Who's think, uh, and yeah, and Fred Mandel plays the synth bass, and John Deacon plays the as plays the, uh, presumably his precision, like always, yeah. over the top. So you've got the yeah, you've got these two sort of competing bass lines all the way through but as it, well. But it, it somehow works. Oh God, it's absolutely yeah, yeah. brilliant. I love it. Oh, oh, and what about the drums? Because we, we have noted, uh, it has to be said, that when Roger does a Roger track, he doesn't always go hell for leather for the drums. But uh, yeah. but I, I kind of quite like these drums. As soon as it starts up, I'm like, yeah, I'm liking this. Well, and of course, it's so iconic as well, that, that intro on the, on the drums. Yeah, I mean, mm. it, it isn't complicated mm. in any way. It's I mean, it changes... For the choruses and the the kind of the break bits, but it's it's pretty much four on the floor the whole way through. Very basic drum pattern, but yeah, and as you say, it's just got such an iconic, modern somehow sounding. But is sound. that is that is there not anything more interesting going on with the rhythm at the start? Because for me, as soon as I hear it, I think yeah, Radio Gaga, it's coming. Not um, really. So that's just, no. that's that's just production <laughs> no, or very, something that there's a bit of a there's a bit of an echo on on you know some bits but no it's yeah it's production it's a i'm assuming it's a lindrum um there was there's some kind of more kind of distant hand clappy type drums for the chorusy bits so it sounds fairly stock lind to me and um very simply programmed but 
you know, mm-hmm. hugely effective. Yeah. And um, also part of the uh, the trilogy, the the uh, Roger Taylor trilogy that I was getting at with calling all the girls, but I can't remember what the other one was. That I said, yeah, oh, kind, kind of, of magic. magic, of course. Yeah. So yeah, for me, yeah. he's he's this is Roger firing on 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 all cylinders for this track. Absolutely top. Well, it. Well, I think your theory, I think it, this track gives it even more credence because great as Radio Gaga is, the construction of it is a little bit odd and it's very long and you've got those strange, you've got about three almost bridge bits, you know, you've got the big dropout Radio Gaga chorus and then you've got the, what little guitar there is, you've got those slide guitar runs um, and then you've got that funny... Um, stabby bit of synth where it eventually kind of comes back into kind of a a quiet chorus and it seems this is a stepping stone that the the construction of the song is quite bizarre it's not verse chorus verse chorus middle eight or break and then repeat to fade it's got all these extra bits but then by the time roger gets to a kind of magic that is a very concise pop package there's no fat on that one at all do you think that you know, Roger really needed this one. I think at, at, at all three of the members of the band had a number one somewhere at this point, and and Roger really. Oh yeah, I mean, he, he must have been desperate. I mean, knowing yeah. what they're like and and how sh- strong their personalities yeah. are, it must have been really important for him to get this in the bag. I would have thought. Mm. Well, you look at the track listing of greatest mm. hits, don't you? And it's you know notable omission that uh, there's not a Taylor track on there. Yeah, I mean, n- not only that. What's actually brilliant about it is that right at this stage of Queen's career, this track as a lead single off the album is essential, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's like, and I guess really the only contender as a as a single that could have been a better choice would have been I Want to Break Free off the works. I can't think of a better single than this or I Want to Break yeah. Free. Of the two, you definitely put Radio really Gaga first. It's got a bit more gravitas, mm. hasn't it? I mean, I would have loved to know mm. how, I mean, th- as it is now, this is th- this is for me and I think for a lot of people around the world an iconic song, but I would love to know how much the video has given it because you, you can't separate the song from the video, I don't think, and, you know, the iconic moments at uh, Wembley and, and, and other times when it's been performed with everybody, yeah. cl- you know, the hand clapping back um, a la the video. Could would this have still mm. been a stronger song if it hadn't been such a good video? Probably not. It was all part of that um, futuristic feel. I think you know the video suited the song probably better than any other Queen video. I can't think of any others that it, it perfectly yeah. married. Yeah, it was a, it yeah. was a whole package. It's, it is it is a great video. And have either of you ever watched Metropolis? I've always heard you know, and they say thanks to Metropolis at the end because they use some of the footage from Metropolis. Have either of you ever watched it? I've I've never seen it. No, no, I've never seen it. I mean, I've obviously seen sections yeah. of it, but never seen it. It's probably thing, one no. of those ones that if you watch now, you've probably seen so many parodies and tributes to it that you go, "Oh, right, that reminds me of that bit from." like spaced or something, you know, all that bit from yeah. that film, you know, a Tarantino <laughs> film or something, you know, <laughs> it'll have been, you know, so oft copied and parodied that. I, I did hear that it. they had to ask the, what would have been the East German uh, government at the time for permission to use it because they own some of the rights. I can't remember, there's, there's a certain different rights, aren't there? And I can't remember which ones it was, but mm. they, yeah, they had to pay the government uh, a set fee 
nobody knows how much, but I presume it was a lot to be able to use excerpts from the film. Oh, yeah, I, 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 absolutely. And uh, lead single off the works, um, how did it do in the charts? Number, number two. Number two in the UK, mm. yeah. But it did very well in Europe. I mean, you've got you've got number one in Ireland, Netherlands, uh, Belgium, Denmark, uh, you know, so it, it's Sweden. Mm. So it's, it does pretty, it's basically, it's a Europe it's, it's, it's number one smash. in 19 countries. Pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Doesn't really scrape into six, the American. Six, 16, is it? Or 20? I, I think that's 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 like the main chart, isn't it? The main pop chart, I think, the Billboard. Um, but, but yeah, 16's all right, isn't it? Yeah. And my quick quiz is this. What track kept Radio Gaga off the number one spot in the UK? Probably something really something really lame because it was the eighties and everything was rubbish back then. What what the countdown theme tune? Yeah. That was that was actually at number one. Yeah. Well it should have been. I love it. But no, what was it, Jay? It was another heavy synth bass driven track by a band from Liverpool known as Frankie Goes to Hollywood with mm. Relax. No way. Oh, well, that's 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 fair play. That's that's, that's a decent tune to be kept off. Uh, that was number, number one, one for a while as well, wasn't it? Because it was all banned. It was. Um, that yeah, always it keeps, was, keeps yeah. you riding high. And, yeah, yeah but it was, it was kind of banned, wasn't it? Such a weird banning by, was it Steve Wright or someone like that banned it? Mike Reed. Mike, Mike, Mike Reed banned Mike Reed. it. So yeah, it was introduced immediately into the live set for the whole of the Works tour, um, and then obviously very famously um, played at Main Road on the um, Kind of Magic Tour Manchester 1986, and of course at Live Aid. Um, so I think so, 71 times in total by uh, uh, by Queen. Um, and probably, do you think it would have ever dropped out of the set had uh, had they carried no. on? No. It's 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 it's, it's hard. It, yeah, it's a perennial yeah. It's, classic, it's a it? top ten Queen track, isn't it? As in, it's it's going to always be in the top ten of Queen tracks. And plus the fact it's got to yeah. be Rogers on, number one, right? It's and, and so Rogers never going to let it drop from the set. No, absolutely. And um, they it got the honour of being on the kind of Magic Tour, the um, first encore. So they go off, then they come back on play that. And then go off again and then do uh, the We Will Rock You. Um, now, this is a track that does lend itself to a few cover versions. And you can't say that of all Queen tracks, but there are a number out there kicking around. Uh, have you seen, for example, the Sophie Ellis Bexter version? Yeah, I haven't. Yes, I actually have seen the Sophie Ellis Bexter version. <laughs> what? Well, of course, there is a connection because. Uh, Peter Duncan was in the film Flash, but was also on Blue Peter, <laughs> as was Sophie Ellis Bexter. And, and mum. that's how Sophie Ellis Bexter's mum was on Blue Peter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know it's tenuous, Jay, but that. But yeah, I'm going well, with it. It's within six degrees. Yeah, and um, and also, I did, have you seen that um, the Roger version when he sings with the the, the Spike Edney's band, SAS band? That is that is worth checking out, actually. But Jay. Not only have we seen it, we've all seen it together live at the Hackney Ocean. Oh, yeah, for the Freddie. It was at the 10th anniversary gig. 
live mm. together. Well, I've, see, I've seen that You've live. Seen, yeah. You were standing next to me. <laughs> <laughs> With Roger singing. With Roger singing, yes. And then Brian May did yeah, Since yeah. You've Been Gone to promote his now that uh, hair I guitar, do, that, that hair I guitar do album. Yeah. And I remember... <laughs> And I, I think uh, we, we are we are talking uh, a few days before we go and see uh, Roger on the Outsider tour. I think there's a fairly good chance we'll get to hear him. I haven't looked at any set lists at all. Managed to keep away from set list spoilers so far, but I think there's probably a good chance we'll we'll get to hear Roger. Here's something about live that I think is perhaps the most extraordinary version. The most extraordinary thing about the live version is that. Everyone does the hand clapping, right? As in the video has that hand clapping thing in it. And live, that's so mm. important as part of the Queen thing that the audience do the participation with the hand claps. But they're different, aren't they? Yeah. Everyone claps it differently yeah. live than they do from the video. Yet everyone no seems to know mm. what they're doing. And... Yeah. And so wherever weird, the audience is, they do the same clap, even though it's different to the clap in the video, yet no one told the audience to clap. And it's something that even Brian May was like, how on earth did this, how on earth did this happen? It's like, it's just totally weird. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's one of those things now. I would, I would actually go as far as to say it's almost, it doesn't belong to Queen. It's kind of out there in the public domain, isn't it? The public own it. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's, it's something that you, as soon as that's, you can see people as soon as it starts up. People are, oh yeah, this is the bit where we go. Mm. I'm, I'm, I've got my hands in the air now, uh, pretending to do the claps. Yeah. And you're not going to take that away from us at all. It's that's how I feel about it anyway. It's um, mm. much much like they don't stamp their feet for "We Will Rock You" either. It's all clapping, mm. isn't it? Mm. And what do you think? We haven't spoken about the vocoder in this song because I don't know. I can't think of any of the Queen songs where they've used a vocoder before. I'm, I'm sure. Of course they did. Roger was Roger was totally into the vocode. Human, Human body. body. No, no, no. We don't count yeah, that. In no, the, uh... no. Well, we don't. <laughs> you know that. You know that. But, yeah, but the, the vocode is definitely on Hot Space somewhere. Where is it? And of course, it's on. It's on Back to Humans. It, yeah, it's, that, it's well, all yeah, over yeah. his solo albums. Yeah, yeah. No, I know the solo albums and the, and the uh, Back to Humans. But apart from that. <laughs> but, but, oh, the Romans <laughs> so anyway getting on to my main point i was thinking this is again and i've used the word iconic so many times but i can't help myself because because that's how i feel about this particular track uh do you think bands like daft punk and air and and um you know more uh bands that came you know 20 years after that that love using the vocoder do you think this would have been a direct reference because i kind of think it probably would have been that and elo and and but there's loads of disco hits that use the roland vp330 i mean it, and cr i think craftwork as well they were probably the mm. main ones weren't they yeah but it's, it was it was mainly this though wasn't it it was mainly mm. radio <laughs> Apart from ELO, the whole of disco and craft work. <laughs> well, let's face it. There's one massive influence that it does have, which I've mentioned before, and that is Lady Gaga. Oh, of you know, course. And Lady Gaga, of course, names herself after Radio Gaga. You know, it's that's it, because she loves Queen and she loved the track, and that's it. So you think one of the most iconic pop stars in the world 
is named after this Roger track. That's how important it is. That's that's pretty cool. Well, she could have been Lady Magic, couldn't she? Yeah, or la- or Lady Calling All Girls, as my joke was last week. <laughs> <laughs> was that, really, that went straight over my head. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, did you leave that in on the edit? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Actually, yeah, yeah must oh. have done. Um, also, do you know what? It's it is it is quite a, a time for us, isn't it? Uh, Fifty episodes, and you know, I I I look in from time to time on the Twitter, and and I'm really grateful for all the the guys that that come on and chat and you know discuss and join in. And I just wanted to name check a few of them because um, we don't always. And I thought this was an appropriate time to say thank you for all the interaction because we do enjoy it. Um, and so that's a big thanks to this is, and you can, you can shout out if I've missed some people because, um, you're bound to, bound to offend someone now. So apologies to the people we're just about to offend by not, not directly naming you. But yeah. You so too. thanks to Eddie, Richard A, Richard H, Lee, Joe, Darren, Lynn, the Brigadier, great name, Doug, Mark, Dieter, Harry, Darren, another Darren, Sarah, Phil, Jamie, Carl, Stuart, Kevin, Neil, Robin, and, and and everyone else, it's it's really lovely to see the uh, the, the comments and and to get the feedback, um, and that's yeah. Otherwise, we'd be just doing it in a vacuum, wouldn't we? So yeah, that's that's great. Thank you. I, I, do you know one thing I should say is, I mean, I I I've been really uh, bowled over is is maybe a bit strong, but. I really thought we were going to get slagged off something rotten um, a year ago, and I was very nervous about doing the the podcasts and, and the covers and all the rest of it. Uh, you know, and you you read about the trolls of of Twitter and the trolls of social media generally, but we've Absolutely. had such a good experience, haven't we? I mean, there's been very you know, and I, I'm I'm. I'm very surprised at that. I mean, that's not an invitation <laughs> to change the record, by the way. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, we wouldn't mind e- either way, would we? But it's really great to get, you know, the feedback. We, we love it. Yeah. So thank you. Th- 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 thanks a lot. Appreciate it. I, ultimately, I don't know. I don't know many people who are more Queen fans than us three, particularly as a group of friends. I mean, let, let's face it. We are, we're, we are fairly obsessed by them. And all the but people that but, James just mentioned. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's it's quite nice, isn't it, to meet your people? Well, it, well, it is. But that that's what, in some ways, I find that even more remarkable because it yeah. is a responsibility. And you know, and, and obviously, when we did the review of the Brian album, for instance, that was <laughs> that was like, oh, can can we can we really say this? And so you, you wonder what people are going to make of it. Uh, so yeah, all, all all the more power to to uh, you know people's reactions. So that's great. And also, we should say what's coming up in the next ten, in the next series. Mm. Can we can we give away a few? Well, we've got we've got some blinders coming, haven't we, for the next the next ten? Mm. Well, can we def- say. Go on, let's give a few. We've got it's late for definites. Yeah, that's been on that's been on the boil for uh, a while. That one hasn't it? Mm-hmm. And that was highly requested. So thanks for everyone for. For writing in and requesting what you wanted to to, uh, to play, so it's late is definitely on its way with with a great singer, a uh, mm-hmm. great new singer that you won't have heard before. Uh, he really rocks it out the park, as they say. I think I had to uh, Google that phrase. It's probably five years out of date now, but I did my best. We've got loser in the end. We've just heard Ian's version of that, and it's proper rocking. Yeah, I'm looking forward to discussing that one because not going to give anything away, but I've learned an awful lot about that track since covering it. And uh, we've got. 
got a big one. We've got the big and bohemian rhapsody that we're in the middle of doing. <laughs> if we can get that out for episode 60, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. And um, some friends from a very big Queen Tribute act in Australia got in touch with us and they want to do an enormous Queen song for us. So we're very excited about getting those. Let's not give yes. that one away. We'll let, uh... So some good ones. Some good ones coming up. Jay, what have you done? Mm. We've done one of Ian's, one of mine. What? Which one have you? What have you done for this for the next ten? Uh, well, I have been working on a couple. Um, one of them is Ooh. "You're My Best Friend." Yeah, it's a classic, isn't it? It's just, it's just, it's not quite there yet. Could be a high scorer, that. Yeah, yeah, it's just not quite there. Talking of scoring, yeah, let's 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 get on with this. Radio Gaga, the scores. Jay, do you want to start kick us off? I'm surprised you didn't say anything about the video um, b- b- being b- being like the Nazis. Because <laughs> you, you you normally have some well, sort of they, Nazi they, thing weirdly, going on. Weirdly, they were slightly criticised, weren't they, for it? They were. They, they, definitely at the time, there was a bit of, oh, a queen, a bunch of Nazis or something. Cause they, they, <laughs> yeah, they were. Yeah. yeah. With two arms. It means they're double Nazi. <laughs> Obviously, Brian's influence. Look, they're doing the Nazi salute, just but, but with two arms. Um, but, but yeah, uh, joking aside, um, it's got to be 10. I don't know how... You, I could see how it's a nine, but it's it's too up there. This is too queen. To give it anything less than a 10 wouldn't, wouldn't be right. I wouldn't feel good about myself. It's a 10. Yeah, it's a very solid 10. I, I, it's good lyrics. It's iconic. It's 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 a worldwide smash single. It's got to be a ten. It's just ridiculously good, particularly for Roger. It's mm. it's by far Roger's best track. That's it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> before doing the cover, this for me was going to be probably a seven or an eight, something like that. Wow. Since doing it, it's a bona fide ten. Yeah. It's just ah. such a tremendous song. It almost got marked down for being a little bit meandery because of you know the, the the final couple of minutes isn't really that focused but it's a bona fide classic isn't it it's such a brilliant song lyrically as we've said roger's his finest hour and mm. um yeah it's top draw queen a 10. Mm. And, and I would like to say, I think you've done a great job on this one, Ian. Uh, love this cover. Yeah. Uh, took, good job. T- good took, job. A, took a long time, but yeah. No, no. <laughs> yeah, please. It's got a good end. feel. It's got a good feel to it. I like it. Yeah. I mean, it's such such a joy to do. An absolute pleasure to cover this song and not, and not obviously mess around with it. So we will see you. We're having a short break, but we'll see you in a few weeks. Season folks. four coming soon. And here is Ian's cover of Radio Gaga.
Radio Gaga, Radio Gaga, all we hear. 